When it came to producing desirable Star Wars toys, Hasbro's HasLab program appeared to be unstoppable. Launched in 2018, HasLab was the toy company's crowdfunded wing dedicated to the improbable or dream projects. It gave Star Wars fans and collectors the opportunity to own figures, playsets, and vehicles that were too large, too costly, and would never make it to retail shelves otherwise. Hasbro offered these premium products at premium prices, with each one selling for hundreds of dollars. But a project would only go into production if it reached a minimum required number of backers during a multi-week campaign. The inaugural HasLab project was the Katana, Jabba the Hutt's colossal sail barge from the final film of the original Star Wars trilogy, 1983's Return of the Jedi. The barge was the largest toy ever produced for the three and three quarter inch line, stretching more than four feet in length. By charging a $500 pre-order, Hasbro was asking fans and collectors to take a leap of faith that what the company would produce would be a true dream piece worthy of the cost. And Star Wars fans took that risk and began the journey with the Hasbro designers in 2018. By the end of the Katana's 45-day campaign, it blew past its goal of 5,000 backers, reaching a total of 9,000 orders. It was a hit with collectors and has become one of the most coveted Star Wars toys of the modern era. In 2020, the second Star Wars HasLab project launched. The project featured another debut in the toy universe, but this time it was a vehicle from a newer Star Wars story. As the Disney Plus series The Mandalorian became a global success, Hasbro campaigned to produce a detailed model of Din Djarin's ship, the Razorcrest. The company set a target of reaching 6,000 backers within 45 days. After 24 hours, however, the Razorcrest passed the 6,000 backer mark and was locked into production immediately. By the end of the campaign, the number of pre-orders far surpassed all expectations, reaching 28,000 pre-orders for the beloved Mandalorian ship. Through HasLab, Hasbro has created two successful campaigns for its 3 and 3 quarter inch scale vintage collection figure line. And for the third project, the toy company decided to venture into new territory yet again. In 2021, it would run a campaign to produce a special item for its six-inch scale Star Wars Black Series line. And with the 40th anniversary of Return of the Jedi quickly approaching, the team had another exciting idea, pulled directly from the film, to present to its fan base. Would the third HasLab project continue the streak of success for Hasbro? Would the campaign connect with collectors? How would the fans react to Hasbro's latest offering? This is part three of the history of Hasbro's HasLab. This is the story of the first Black Series campaign. This is, at its essence, the relationship between a toy company and its fans. And this is Star Wars Prototypes and Production.
From Coruscant to Tatooine, and every planet in between, Star Wars, prototypes and production, with your host, David Quinn. It's a trap! Yes, On June 10th, 2021, Hasbro revealed its upcoming slate of toys for its vintage collection and Black Series lines in a holiday-themed livestream titled, I Am Your Father's Day. At the end of the broadcast, senior global brand manager Patrick Snyder teased fans of the 6-inch Black Series figures with exciting news. He said, So we have one final piece of news in our More News section, and it's for Black Series fans. We are officially announcing that we're doing another HasLab campaign. Later this year, and it's going to be Hasbro's first ever Black Series HasLab campaign. So it's going to launch sometime later this summer, early fall, somewhere in that time frame. And the only other thing we're going to say about this, we don't want to give too much away, is that this Black Series HasLab will not be a vehicle. Hasbro felt confident enough in its HasLab program to expand beyond its smaller-scale vintage collection offerings. If successful, a Black Series project would create another revenue stream for what had become a creative and lucrative wing of its toy division. And while the company gave collectors advance notice to begin saving up for the 2021 HasLab project, the announcement also aimed to set realistic expectations for what Hasbro could produce for a larger action figure line. In addition to appealing to consumers as an idea, it needed to appeal to their wallets as well. And it had to fit inside their homes. As Patrick pointed out, while vehicles worked for the three and three quarter inch line, sizing up to accommodate six inch figures would not be a viable option. Converting something like Jabba's four foot long sail barge into the Black Series line would result in an almost seven foot ship, two feet high and almost equally as wide. And most collectors simply would not have the room in their homes to house a toy of that magnitude. Cost would also be a factor that could hamper the number of interested backers. Larger-scale premium items would require more plastic, more moving parts, and more paint applications. And those three factors would equate to a hefty price tag that few collectors could justify. The sweet spot for the HasLab projects, even the ones outside of Star Wars, seemed to be in the $350 to $500 range. And if Hasbro produced a larger or more complex item, it could raise the price to the upper end of that range, or far beyond it. But with that brief tease of what was to come later in the year, fans and collectors began to speculate on which item from the Star Wars universe would become the first Black Series HasLab project. But the answer would arrive sooner than anyone expected, including Hasbro.
With the June announcement, Hasbro's intention was to keep the next Star Wars HasLab item a secret until the fall. That plan was quickly dashed a month later, during a follow-up livestream event. On July 15th, the Hasbro brand team's Patrick Snyder and designer Chris Reif hosted a question-and-answer session with some of the fan channels that covered the toys, like the website From Forlom to Zuckus. The session was more of an informal conversation, in which our fellow collectors and site operators had the opportunity to ask questions relevant to the action figure community. During the chat, the brand team discussed topics like the design process for creating a Trapper Wolf figure, based on Dave Filoni's X-Wing pilot from The Mandalorian. They also covered whether Hasbro would include alternate heads with their figures from the Vintage Collection, as well as the future of the Retro Collection. However, these casual live streams were still constrained by what the team could reveal. Any future projects were strictly off-limits, with Patrick or Chris politely reminding the audience that they couldn't speak about anything that hadn't been announced previously. But regarding the HasLab project, this particular livestream began in the worst possible way for the company, with a simple misstep. For the first question, a German collector asked Patrick about Hasbro's HasLab strategy for delivering products to a European market. Patrick responded, HasLab has changed drastically in the three years since it was launched. We did make huge strides, honestly, from the barge in 2018 to the Razorcrest last year. We were able to make that available to a lot more international consumers. Many factors more. Zavi, obviously, was the retailer across the EU last year. You know, it's TBD for future HasLab items. Again, it's evolving quickly, and so, you know, we'll see even for the Rancor. Sorry, for the Black Series item that's launching whenever that may be. We'll see what we will do with that. And so, TBD for future HasLab items, but we are committed to getting those to as many fans as possible. It took but a millisecond for Patrick to realize what he had just said. His eyes flashed wide with an understanding that he had revealed a huge company secret months in advance. He had said the word Rancor audibly to a public audience of Star Wars fans. Among the collecting community, the news of Patrick's slip jumped to light speed and surfaced online and among the social media groups. As the senior global brand manager, Patrick had essentially confirmed that the Rancor would be the next HasLab project. Imagine being told about a secret large-scale project, then attending closed-door meetings while designers planned and tested the potential project, and being a part of the global rollout committee behind it. Imagine having to be conscious of every little thing that you say while you're in the office, and more importantly, once you're outside, beyond the company walls. Imagine having that discipline and awareness to lock away that aspect of your job when you're in the company of those who aren't part of that privileged circle, who aren't working on it, who don't know what your team is creating. Imagine having built up years of confidence among your peers and the leaders who guide you, that know you could be trusted with confidential information, Imagine the weight of that responsibility. 
And now imagine hearing that secret leak from the corners of your mouth in a moment where the wires in your brain crossed and you absentmindedly open the door holding that guarded information. And that moment is recorded live, captured forever, and reaching thousands of viewers. It's the nightmare we all had as kids of showing up to school naked but then also finding out you were highlighted on the national news broadcasts every hour on the hour. It's easy to roll your eyes in disgust or to mock a spokesperson of a corporation at an immeasurably unsightly blunder. But it was a mistake. A simple misstep. It reminds us of two things. That we're human and that the same thing could happen to any of us. At the same time, inadvertently announcing the project much earlier than intended could have an adverse effect on a product's performance. The fervor around an item appears to be the most focused within the first 24 hours after premieres. That's when a brand like Hasbro has the full attention of the collecting community. I believe it's part of the reason why the company shifted to launching pre-orders, to capitalize on collectors flinging open their wallets at the first glimpse of the newest toy. The hype of the announcement and the reveal of an anticipated but unknown product creates the largest focus of interest and the largest reaction, which can boost the amount of orders in a smaller time frame. Hasbro has structured its HasLab campaigns to run in a uniform manner, and consumers understand the format. And a large part of that is in the reveal. The campaign to fund the project usually begins immediately after it is made public for the first time. But Hasbro's teaser announcement from the prior month confirmed that the campaign likely wouldn't begin for months. The word was out. The next HasLab project had been accidentally revealed, and the only thing both Hasbro and Star Wars fans could do was to wait. The next day, however, Hasbro had no choice but to take control of the accidental leak. In an article for Lucasfilm's official Star Wars website, the company announced the Rancor would be the next HasLab project. The article's headline read, Oh no, the Rancor may join the Black Series via HasLab. The title's opening interjection was a quote referencing C-3PO's terrified reaction at the sight of the Rancor in Return of the Jedi but it also seemed to humorously wink at the botched reveal on the part of Hasbro. Additionally, it would serve as an apt reaction to the campaign's trajectory in the coming months. It's safe to assume Hasbro went into damage control, and its PR team drafted the following release after emergency conversations with Lucasfilm. The article read... The towering hulk of muscle who greeted Luke Skywalker in the shadowy pit beneath Jabba the Hutt's throne room is poised to make a comeback. Although bested by the Jedi in Star Wars Return of the Jedi, this morning Hasbro announced plans to bring the sharp-toothed beast into the six-inch scale Star Wars The Black Series line if the brand's next HasLab crowdfunded campaign reaches its target for production. 
Following the success of the previous two HasLab campaigns for Star Wars The Vintage Collection, our team is so thrilled to offer fans the first ever HasLab project from the Black Series. The Rancor, said Michael Balog, Hasbro's Vice President for the Star Wars brand. We hope fans of the Black Series line are prepared for this iconic creature to join their 6-inch scale collections. Check back on StarWars.com for more details on this exciting new announcement in the weeks ahead, and then make like Malakili, the Rancor Keeper, to secure your own prized pet. A single image accompanied the article. It did not show the Rancor, but teased its arrival, and featured the sealed gate that contained the monster behind it, with the words designed by HasLab in the foreground. And it would be months before that gate finally opened. The Rancor first appeared in the final installment of the Star Wars trilogy, 1983's Return of the Jedi. It was Jabba the Hutt's personal beast, kept in a vast dungeon under his palace. Jabba used the Rancor to devour unwanted visitors, and for his own personal entertainment. In one scene, Jabba dropped Luke into the dungeon by way of a trapdoor. As Jabba, Leia, and the palace denizens watched, Luke encountered the Rancor and fought the beast in order to escape the dungeon and eventually save his friends. The movie's script gave little direction for the creature's look, so Phil Tippett and the team at Industrial Light and Magic were free to follow their imaginations in bringing the Rancor to life. According to Tippett, George Lucas simply said he needed a big monster for the dungeon sequence. The designer described his own idea for the beast as a cross between a bear and a potato. Tippett had wanted to film the Rancor using a puppet and stop-motion animation, in the same way the ILM team had created the Tauntaun for the previous film. Lucas insisted on using an actor in a Rancor suit, but the initial screen test went poorly. Instead of having a monstrous and menacing presence, the Rancor's movements resembled those of the larger Muppets and Sesame Street characters. The suit did little to portray the beast's perceived weight, or the impact gravity would have on it in a realistic manner. Lucas and the ILM team feared the Rancor would not be believable in the eyes of a movie-going audience. Dennis Murin came up with the idea to use a complex puppet instead, without having to employ stop-motion animation. Tippett designed a rod puppet, in which puppeteers controlled the movement of the feet and legs with rods and could twist the arms and move the hands. Tippett put himself in charge of controlling the face and mouth. In order to capture the weight and heft of a lumbering creature in motion, the sequences were filmed at three times the speed. That meant the puppeteers had to time their movements and compensate for the sped-up pace that would eventually be slowed down in the editing studio to convey a sense of realism. During filming, it was difficult for Murin and Tippett to know if they managed to capture what they intended. 
Their plan was to shoot as many takes as possible, trying new and different things in the hopes of capturing a sense of realism for an imaginary creature. Of the shoot, Tippett said, For the Rancor, we had to use the same sort of motions that an animator would. Because you can't just stop and start a move. You have to fade gently in and out of moves. That can be very difficult when the scene you're doing is 48 frames long. You have to make all of your moves. The creature looks up, looks to the right and opens his mouth in a third of a second. It doesn't give you a great deal of time to finesse it like you can when you have an hour or so between frames. It was real interesting thinking on your feet as opposed to thinking like an animator, like a snail. When Return of the Jedi premiered in theaters, young viewers came face to face with a ferocious and massive creature they had never seen before. Small beady eyes, a snout high on its head, ivory-like shards of teeth arranged violently in a mouth salivating for its prey, covered in nearly impenetrable scales on its back and tail. Muscular, sinewy, with sharp finger-like claws that could shred anything in its path. Its job was to terrify, and it certainly left an indelible mark on Star Wars fans in 1983. It was unique. It was memorable. And for many, it was an important part of the Star Wars universe. And with the HasLab project, Hasbro aimed to capture that feeling from the film decades later and to bring the largest toy rancor to fans across the globe. Through HasLab, the rancor would be making its debut within the 6-inch Black Series line. But it wasn't the first 6-inch scale rancor Hasbro unveiled to the public. That one showed up two years earlier in California. At 2019 San Diego Comic-Con, the Hasbro action figure booth showcased a series of Return of the Jedi-themed dioramas, featuring the figures and vehicles from the Vintage Collection and the Black Series. The Black Series diorama was split into two scenes, one on top of the other. The first was of Jabba's throne room, and underneath it, as it had appeared in the film, was the Rancor Pit. The team created a custom 6-inch scale Rancor specifically for that diorama, and it towered over every other figure at a height of 19 and a half inches. The diorama changed every day to progress the story it told, prompting attendees to return to the booth multiple times over the course of the convention. During Hasbro's Comic-Con panel that weekend, the design team discussed the creation of the diorama. They showed behind-the-scenes photos of casting, assembling, and painting the Rancor, and emphasized that it was a one-off project, meant to excite Star Wars fans and bring another unique toy experience to San Diego Comic-Con. But attendees speculated that Hasbro was teasing a potential future release, and possibly gauging the fan response to what was essentially a hand-painted, one-of-a-kind prototype of the Rancor.
If Eric Frayner had his way, a Black Series Rancor would have entered the line years earlier. Eric joined the Hasbro design team in 2015 and was fascinated by the creatures of the Star Wars universe. As a child, he wore out his VHS copy of Return of the Jedi by constantly rewinding and watching the Rancor scene. The Rancor felt real to him. It was truly a creature from another galaxy and was as menacing and as beastly as anything he had seen. One of his personal goals as a toy designer was to eventually convince his company to bring the Rancor to life for the Black Series. And after the success of the first HasLab project in 2018, the Rancor moved up on the short list of potential HasLab campaigns. And to Eric's immeasurable delight, once Hasbro greenlit the project, he would serve as the project designer. In fact, his colleagues have teased him about his enthusiasm for the Rancor, recalling that he squealed with joy when the project was announced internally. In an interview with the publication CNET, Eric praised the artistry of the ILM division responsible for capturing the Rancor on screen. Regarding the monster's lasting legacy, he said, The Rancor is so iconic. Everything about the design is perfect, from the Mac head and stop-motion animation to the sound design. The effects still hold up today, and that's because of the amazing artistry that went into the original design and movie. Very few creatures can withstand the test of time and still look impressive 40 years later. Eric and the team spent months on designing the HasLab Rancor, often working into the evenings. They were determined to deliver the best possible version of the creature using the latest techniques and advancements in toy production. HasLab offerings have been described as dream projects for fans and collectors. For Eric, this was truly the project of his dreams. October 22, 2021. After three quiet months, Hasbro was finally ready to premiere the next Star Wars HasLab project. The company chose PulseCon, a virtual convention live-streamed on YouTube that highlighted toys and products from many of Hasbro's brands. Hasbro revealed the Mandalorian Razorcrest at PulseCon a year earlier to breathless fanfare and hoped that same fervor would boost backing for its first HasLab Black Series project. The surprise and confirmation of a new crowdfunded product was a major part of the excitement. It often put the campaign into overdrive and set the collecting community ablaze for days after the announcement. But at this point, the fan base had months to digest the reveal, which dulled the anticipation in a big way. Still, even though fans knew the direction for the new campaign, they had yet to see it in toy form. During the PulseCon panel, the Hasbro team consisting of Eric Frayner, Chris Reif, Patrick Schneider, and Jing Hole sat at futuristic tables in front of a Starfield backdrop for their portion of the PulseCon livestream. Dressed in black shirts with yellow Star Wars logos, they expressed their gratitude for the fan response to the first two Star Wars HasLab projects. And after Jing's introduction, the gate under Jabba's palace finally opened for fans around the world. 
The video rolled, interspersing clips from Return of the Jedi with the first glimpses of the Black Series Rancor. The model shown in the promotional video was a digital render. It simply did not exist at that point as a physical model, only as a computer-generated image, and its gray color made it evident it was a prototype, a work in progress. The Rancor would be the largest figure produced for the 6-inch line, it stood at a menacing height of 17 and a half inches, and with its arms stretched out to its size, measured 42 inches from talon to talon. That's almost equivalent to the length of the 2018 HasLab sail barge. And lifting its arms over its head, the Rancor extended its height to just over two feet. Hasbro highlighted some of the movie-accurate details, like a rotating spiked shackle around its wrist and the creature's working jaw. The figure boasted 45 points of articulation, including talons that bent at the joints, a twistable torso, and legs and arms that shifted in almost every direction. And that number was almost double the articulation of the standard Black Series figure and the final version of the toy would have 900 deco applications, nine times more than most figures in that line. After showing the video, Jing explained why doing the Rancor was important to the Hasbro team. She said, So we started thinking HasLab back in 2017. We obviously thought across both vintage and Black Series lines, and the idea of the Rancor was in the conversation from the very beginning given how iconic and large and how historic it is. In fact, back in 2019 San Diego Comic-Con, we did a Rancor display for ourselves. It was definitely a statement piece. We've had lots of fans ask us about it, and we love the display as well. It's been on our mind, and fast forward to now, we think it's finally time to bring it to you guys, our fans. And beyond just a big attention-seeking piece that it obviously is, 2023 is also the 40th anniversary of Return of the Jedi. And there's so many reasons to do the Rancor as our next HasLab. There's a lot of personal reasons. There was a lot of personal passion in why the team wanted to do the Rancor. Immediately following the panel, the project went live, beginning its 45-day campaign. The Rancor retailed for $350 and required 9,000 backers to fund it. If it reached that minimum number during that time, Hasbro would put the figure into production, sending the creature to the homes of collectors in the spring of 2023, just in time for the 40th anniversary of Return of the Jedi. Hasbro would have six weeks to convince Star Wars fans to purchase a HasLab Rancor. Ahead of the December 6th deadline, Eric, Jing, and others from the Hasbro team would provide updates to the figure's progress through livestream events and through tiered stretch goal enticements. The campaign had gotten off to a rocky start with the accidental reveal months in advance, 
And while excitement for the Rancor paled in comparison to the Razorcrest reveal, the team hoped the ardent Star Wars and Black Series fan bases would carry the monster across the finish line in the fall of 2021. But as we'll see, this will become Hasbro's most challenging campaign to date, truly testing the relationship between the toy company and its fans. Will the HasLab Rancor make it into production? And if it is produced, will it reach the historic levels crossed by the Razorcrest? Or will the gate come crashing down upon the Rancor, marking the project as the first Star Wars HasLab failure? Stay tuned for the fascinating finale as we explore the history of Hasbro's HasLab, a look at the Black Series Rancor. I'll meet you back here for part two on Star Wars, prototypes, and production. <laughs>